0: I want to encourage you today on those things that were spoken this morning about the dinner table and the supper table of the Lord. Many times we'll find ourselves in problems and we forget to sit down with Him. And when we go to Him, we're 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 really praying in fear and anxiousness. And I, I just pray that today that you allow the Lord to do His work. But first of all, just know that He knocks in every man's heart, man, woman's heart. He knocks gently and He says... When those who hear him doesn't know those who hear his voice, doesn't mean you heard the knock. when those who hear his voice will open up the door of their hearts and allow him in, and he says, "I'll dine with you. In you will dine with me." And I just pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus says this, He so says, "Peace I give you, peace, I leave you." So it isn't the fact that if you're not sensing peace today, it's not that you say, Jesus, bring it. He's already done it. Just open up your heart today. Dine with him at the supper table and know one of the things that you will consume at that table is peace. So I pray today that you will open your hearts up today in the peace of God that goes beyond be all understanding. It will guard your minds, hearts in Christ Jesus. And you will know, do not be anxious in anything, but with everything, prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, make your request. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for this great day. Thank you, Lord, that you send peace. You are peace, and you give it to us today. Peace I give you, and peace I leave you. So, Lord, it's with us. We thank you for it. We receive it. Those who are in that battle right now, we are going to battle in peace. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if those haven't seen the goodies over there, uh, I, I did get in there very quickly. Because there's there is a few favorites. And I was able to snatch a muffin for my wife. And um, got one for myself there. I'm not sure I have to act quickly because that may disappear with my family of four. And so I got myself banana bread. And I might be able to get away with that. I'm a fan of that. Thank you whoever brought in the goodies. Thank you very much. We're going we're gonna to raise money for our missions trip that's coming up. And so it's right around the corner. This will be a part of making that, that a cost come down. And who knows what the Lord's going to do. I know one thing. He's going to do some mighty things when we do his work, right? Anybody do his work and you'll see him in the midst of it. If you're walking with Jesus, there's times where you have to have him there. And that's when we walk in faith, right? When we know Jesus better show up, but we're not going to have any success in this. As the teenagers, are they, are they released today? Are they out in another room today? I'm not sure. Are they, are they with us today or not with us today? They're in His room or they're not in the room. They're, they're leaving me. I'm not, I'm not offended at all. Okay, not offended you're leaving me. They're in the back studying. We want to make sure our young people learn the Word of God on their level. Often in here, we might get a lot deeper in God's Word. We want to teach the meat of God's Word, and not all of our teenagers are at that level. So we want to make sure that if you want to leave today as teenagers in the back room, they have a good time back there explaining God's Word, and we know that is good. We also want to keep Rachel uh, in your prayers. She's off to Seattle, and we we sent her off last week. Don't forget to pray for her. If you need a card, I need reminders once in a while. I'll put it in my phone just to be able to pray for her. Often the Lord will do that for me. He'll remind me how much I love her as a daughter and that I pray for her as she has a new journey in Seattle. Okay, the atmosphere of truth. How many people believe truth is an important thing in your life? Let me see the hands of those They say, truth of God's word is absolutely crucial. Why is it crucial? It's just a book. It's just a book, right? That's what everybody says. It's just a book written thousands of years by men, right? So why would it be so important? Why is the truth of God's word so important? Because the truth of God's word sets you free. Okay, so when we do the word of God, when we explain the word of God, guess what comes in hearing the word? Hearing What? Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. What does faith do? It activates your life and to work for Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that can be possible for those who believe, who have faith. So we know that word of God releases that. So how do you know? When you start studying God's word, what happens? You become a different man. Thank God he saves us. Isn't it good that Jesus, he loves us so much, he saves us? But then he says, no, I'm going to give you some more. I'm not only going to give you the Holy Spirit to guide you in all what? Into all truth. I'm going to send you into my word. And when I do, the power of God is released in his word. Why? Because I stand. You know, when we go through the th- throne room, I love that song, the throne room. That Jen, thank you for bringing it to us on, on our class day. We do class on Thursday nights. You brought it that night, and man, it was so good. And it sounded good today. But when we go to the throne room, what does that mean? That means we enter a place where God exists, where he dwells. And the Old Testament says there was a temple and there was a holy of holies. And you could go into the temple, but you couldn't go into the holy of holies, right? Because there's a big curtain there saying, nah, you've got to be a high priest. You've got to go through cleansing. And then once a year, you can come in and atone for the people, but only chosen men could do that. Now, I don't know about you, when Jesus died on the cross, he says it had finished. When that happened and he died, what happened? That curtain rent from top to bottom, impossible, thick curtain ripped, which means we have access to come to the king at any time because he tore it open. There's no more holy of holies. Where's the holy of holies now? In the heart of man. Isn't that incredible that we, if you can release yourself from this world and those problems and enter into his presence, I can go before the king. I don't have to wait a year, take sacrifices and atonements for my family. I have a chance as a a man of God to totally disconnect and enter in. That's a privilege and an honor. To be able to do that don't ever miss the opportunity if you have not done that yet give your life to christ he's knocking on your heart right now open up your heart listen to his voice let him dine with you and you with him and begin your journey to go into the holy of holies how many people here know what that's like when you go into the presence of god See, the difference here is this. Listen to me very carefully. The Holy of Holies back then, the man had to become clean, had to go through cleansing, and then he would enter afraid. The fear of God. Could he be nailed? Could he be dead and never make it back out? You see, he went in at the mercy of the mercy seat where the Spirit of God resided, and he would bring the offerings to him And I can't imagine what that man would have felt coming before God and and thinking, is this going to be enough for our people? Or are you going to kill me? But today, but today, because of his word, because of what Christ Jesus did, you have an opportunity to disconnect from this world, which is not reality at all, is it? We learned last week, what is reality? What is a new reality? You go into that reality where he is. It's called the kingdom of God. And you can come before him. How can I be bold? How can I not be fearful and say, God, is this enough? Is this enough? Is this enough? Or why can I say, God, I can enter boldly? Why can I do that? You tell me. The difference is this. The word of God I can come before him knowing what Christ has done because the curtain is rent and because of what he has done. I can come before him because his word tells me there's a promise. And I can come before him boldly because what he has already spoken to me. You see, I go because of his word. I could never be bold before God unless he told me in his word. Read his word of God. Learn that's the truth. That's the atmosphere of truth. We want to be before the throne room of God. We can have it just like this when we make it an, what, an atmosphere of truth. Because he's looking for a worshiper who's going to worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. So let's be those people today. Let's worship him in spirit and in truth. So let's go into our word today. And last week here, I want to say this. This was a revelation that God has brought to this house, I know to my life, is this. I talk about faith. Faith is absolutely crucial. It comes by hearing the word of God. So we are active in God's word and active in his work because what? We have faith in him. But what is the activation? And I truly believe this is what he's speaking to me. Hope is that active thing in our life. It's hope. See, faith is what? The substance of things hope for. It's a substance as though things hope for. It's a different reality. It's not the what we see right here. It's a different reality. And we have hope. Hope is the activation. I must move in it. When I'm moving in it, that's an indication of my hope. Belt on what faith I have. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when God's word comes to me, faith is what? Increased. Given to me. Faith is given. I can't create that. I can't create faith. God gives me faith a measure of it. And he'll give you, every time you read God's word, he'll give you more and more and more faith. So men and women, be women of men of faith. Read his word. And then when that comes, what means now? Now I need to move in something. Now I'm going to choose to do something. I'm going to choose to move in what faith I've just received. See, I'm more than a conqueror to those. I'm more than a conqueror. So when I know and I realize that, I'm going to move in that, and that movement is hope. That activation is hope. So I'm going to move in it, and God's, there's hope right there. Faith, hope, and what you're supposed to move in? Love. Power of love. Isn't it amazing? God's love. So let's move on today. Let's go into a different word here today. I think it's going to help us. Let's talk about hope. First Peter. I love this chapter. This is good. First of all, let's set, up, let's set a groundwork here. It says, those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It's the preaching of God's word. that's just been now classified. It's, this is what we're standing on is the truth of the gospel. Those preached it to you. Now it says this. So prepare your minds for what? Prepare your minds for what? Prepare your minds for action. There is going to be hope here. This is what we got to do. we got to comp- we got to, Lord, what do I do here? I know what your faith tells me. I know what your word tells me. But what has to happen? I've got to activate. I've got to move forward. My mind has got to be about that. What's it say? If I want transformation in my life, I must renew what? The mind, right? We must renew the mind for transformation. So, so prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober And this is the Amplified Version. In spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Spiritually alert. What happens when the devil attacks you on these areas of your life? He wants to get your mind out of spirit. He wants to get your mind on flesh. And you guys both know when someone comes against us in something, what do we normally react as? Not men and women of great faith. We act in flesh. And honest, that's, let's be honest here. I hear one man right over here. Thank you, Mike. You, we do. Do we get mad? Do we get angry at times? And afterwards, we think, why do I get angry at that? That was just really silly. See, most of the time when something happens to us, we want to react. And it's never a Jesus, I like those bracelets. What would Jesus do? Sometimes we have to put it right here, sunglasses, so it's right. Mm-hmm, Jesus, okay, what would you do? Because I don't want to mess this up, right? We mess things up all the time. So, Lord, help me to work in faith. So, my hope is activated. So, I'm hope based on faith. What faith comes? By God's word. What does God's word say about this? That means I have to stand on something. I got to stand on God's word. So, question I would ask, battle. What scripture are you standing on? Then then you can, faith is there, and then you can activate it by hope. Then we can step into this thing. So compare, prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is what? Coming to you when Christ Jesus is revealed. Does that mean you can't have only hope because Christ Jesus and his second coming is only going to come then, so all of our hope is just kind of staggering along until Jesus then shows himself at the second coming? Or can Jesus show himself right now? See, the question is, is, I understand the great hope, the blessed hope is this, is that Christ returns And that we as the church of Jesus Christ is raptured up in the clouds with him, right? And then what? We spend eternity with the Lord. That's the blessed hope, right? So the blessed hope is obviously that. So if that was all that we had to hope in, what about this circumstance right here? What about this right here? I know this is coming. I'm glad. But what about this right here in my life? What do I do with this? No, Jesus can be revealed now. It's a now thing. Christ can be revealed now to take care of that issue. Why? Because his word. Read his word. What does it promise you? Who's got a promise right now? They say, this is God's word. It's made me a promise. This is what I stand on. Now, what do you, you, do you, does that promise, let me ask you, is that promise means when you die? when you see Christ when you're when you when you're gone and you're face to face with that would be beautiful wouldn't it face to face with Christ to be absent from the body is to be what present with the Lord that would be incredible but is that what he's saying or does your word tell you you have something right now see that wouldn't be right if god's word was all about then which is going to be wonderful then all of this he's telling you to do act in faith he would say well I'll have faith when you come back. And everybody, here's what our prayers would be. Lord, just come back right now. (laughs) I am done with this. I'm tired and I'm done with it. So just come back today. Wouldn't that be awesome? Then I'd be face to face with you and all of these idiots. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That, That would be fun to say. Not allowed to use idiot. Okay, those stupid heads. No. <laughs> Love everybody. Love your enemy. I can still call enemies. Okay. Is the word, is the world fair to us people? Is anybody here? Any, has anybody been mistreated? Is anybody right now facing something that you know that you stand in what is right? And someone is coming against you who's saying, no, you're not right, and you can't prove it. So we will stand on what we know is true. So I'm telling you, all of us fight with this thing. But what I know is this. If I have faith and I'm standing on his word, then I know one thing. No weapon formed against me, what, will ever prosper anything that rises up and tries to come as a great thing a high thing in my mind i can cast down why why how how can i how can i take anything that tries to rise itself up against the knowledge of christ because here's what i do because i know his truth i know the knowledge of god so what adapts? It, it comes up uh uh-uh, uh doesn't compare to what christ's word says so i have what the power to cast it down can't rise up against me not I've been my head so we're supposed to be sober in mind what active in hope Christ Jesus will be revealed right here in our situation who's who believes that Christ Jesus will reveal himself right now in your world in your sphere in your home in your heart God will show himself mighty he's a mighty king we don't have to worry about that. Let's go on. Take a look. Prepare your minds for action. What does it mean to pair, compare? What does it mean to prepare yourself? I don't know about you. We get wet even in the morning. We prepare ourselves. We we'll look in the mirror and go, oh, lots of preparation here needed. God. Or you look in a closet. Oh, I'm gaining a couple pounds here. You know, Preparation can be difficult for some of us. But especially to get older, I got to get out of bed first. There's certain areas of my body that doesn't want to work. Preparing. What does it mean here? It means to gird up the loins of your mind. What does it mean to gird up the loins of your mind? Isn't that strange? That's the King James Version. Actually, that's what it means. Prepare means to gird up your loins. Now, is anybody here, there's no women with dresses on, but if I were going to take... Now, y'all don't take pictures of this and put it on Facebook. This is not good. Okay. If I was going to take some kind of robe or, or dress and have it on, then what would be girding up my loins? My goins, loins would be the areas of, of what? Creativity. The, of of fr, fr, prosperity. Loins are those areas where men and women make children, right? So here's the thing. If I'm going to gird up, that means I'm going to take action. What they did in the Old Testament was when they wore the robes, they would hike them up and tuck them in. Why? So they have some freedom here. <laughs> it's not exactly what I thought would happen there, but there's always one in a crowd. And, and some some of these dresses, of uh, these robes, I should say, we're, we're, we're probably not as, you know, you can't move in them things, you know. Women, how many times is there a dress that you wear that you say, man, I'm looking good, huh? I'm, I'm styling here, right? And all of a sudden you try to walk and you're like, well, I'm looking good. It's not comfortable, but I'm looking good, right? So back then when they wore robes, they needed to gird them up. I mean, they would take them things and they would tuck them in. They said Elijah girded himself when he ran. Maybe a woman should do this. I'm not looking good here. I think I'm going to style myself right up on top here. No phones out. If I see anybody taking phones out for Facebook, it's going to be in big trouble. Okay. So they would, they would grab that and they would tuck it in so they get ready for what? What are they going to get ready for? They're making a decision to move. They're making a decision that I'm no longer, okay, I've got to ru- I'm no longer going to be, what, restricted. I'm going to run the race to, to win the prize. Anything that's going to restrict me, I'm going to take care of because the word is telling me to move. So I'm going to gird it up. I'm going I'm to get ready. So not, 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 they might have to gird it up again. And I, I think I'm going to have to change my illustration here. But you know what I'm saying. The gird up. Prepare your minds. <laughs> I'm just set that down right there, Ron. I'm just gonna set it right there. Don't, don't I'm gonna touch it again. <laughs> gird up your minds. What does that mean? Okay, we know what girding up means, getting ready for action. How do you get your mind ready to move? What do you do to get your mind ready to move? Right now, you are stuck in a circumstance. And your mind's thinking about the worst. Ladies, have you ever thought the worst? Bring it on. Men, I thought some of you compartmentalize things and you're stuck in something for days, maybe weeks. How do we get our minds on truth? How how do we get out of the circumstance and all of it's doing? Like you you gotta figure this thing out, you gotta get before you know it, like, why is this thing bothering me? Why am I in fear all the time? Why am I anxious about this? So how do you get your mind girded up for action? How do you take the hope, which is built on faith, built on God's word, because he spoke it? How do you take what he's spoken from his word, you see what I'm saying, to your heart, to faith, activated by hope. What do you do? That's the way. You go before, you go before God. God, would you change this circumstance? God, would you, would you do this? Would you? And you sit there and you ask God for something that you have not allowed to happen. So who's at fault for unanswered prayers? Well, God, I prayed. It must not be time. God, I prayed and I don't see anything, so I'm going to tr- trust you, but I don't understand. You see, often we do not see the hand of God move. It's because we're not moving ourselves. Maybe he's saying, you take the first step in faith and I'll be there. Maybe it's like, well, I'm going to decide to do this because his word says so. And that's what, what needed. The hope was activated. Getting your mind for action is crucial. Preparing your mind. Let's go in the next part of this. Same scripture. It says what? Be completely sober. Amplified version says, in spirit, steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? You ever seen the sumo wrestlers? Good. And I won't act it out because it won't come off good, I'm sure. And I won't put that on to make it look like one of their outfits, okay? So we're going to leave that alone. But you see them. They have a little ring, right? They have a ring here. One guy's there, and those guys are large people. Are they even human? They're that big. They're huge. One stands there, one stands there, and they go like this. And they go, they run and go, bam! And they try to, you can't move me? You can't move me? They both say, someone's going to get moved. Steadfast, strong. Steadfast, immovable. There is nothing that's gonna move me. There's nothing you can say, there's nothing can happen. There's nothing the devil can lie about. I know I'm standing firm without question. No doubt. That's steadfast. Self-discipline. We can we need one of those whips. You ever seen those whips It'd be like? smacking their backs. I don't know why they do that. I guess they're self discipline Shame on you. You shouldn't have done that. Bad boy. I don't know. I don't understand it. But we need to be self-disciplined. What gets us in trouble? Everybody point their head, make sure it's still there. Maybe you have to do this to make sure it still works. It's this self-discipline. Why, why am I doing this? Because you're thinking about it and you've acted on it. Your activation is in the flesh and not in spirit, right? Self discipline, spiritually and morally alert, not just alert morally. Who's tired in here today? Let me see the hands of those who so I can get an extra hour's sleep. Chase, you're the first man with a hand up. You win the prize. You get coffee right there, it's got caffeine in it. <laughs> I mean, there's a. <laughs> you cracked open a monster, didn't you? Yeah, I am. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I put a light in here. You see that light right there? That's not for your monster drink, okay? It's not for your monster drink. But we all get tired and weary. And what does the word say about those who are tired and weary? If any one of you is tired and weary, burdened and oppressed, come to me, come to Jesus, and I will bring you. So we can't become morally and tired, even morally, who 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 has to guard their heart? Yeah, this is a strange world we're living in now, isn't it? It really is morally. Are we are we a moral society? Are we all about moral systems when we killed 60 million babies? Are we about moral issues here today? Are we about you know this is a thing we have to think about here. Morally, what happens in your home? Morally Your home is an indication of who you are. Morally, it starts here, right? In me, morally set. So I must first, what, guard. I must be alert morally because the enemy comes to what? He loves immorality. That's one attack he has. If anybody here has thoughts, immorality, where does those come from? It's a moral issue. It's an issue of your heart, your soul, the devil's after, right? To be morally and spiritually alert, fix your hope completely on the grace. Well, what does it mean to be sober? Anybody know that? <laughs> Who had some drinking days back in the day? Some of you. I and, think and there's more of you over here. How about you in the center? Anybody have some drinking days? <laughs> I am going to say stupid. Stupid is what stupid does. And when you drink... You become, there's a few people that said it with me. I didn't even say it. It's like turning off a switch. I'm alert. Drink. I am stupid. Isn't it? And I know it may take a couple of drinks for some of you. Some of the people may, I'm not here to debate drinking. It's a silly subject. But I will say this. I could see it switch on, switch off. I had a person in our family who's no longer in our family because of alcohol. It killed him morally. And so he <laughs> we would go to the house. Everything seems cool. We're all on the same page. And he would decide to drink. And then he would become, it, you could see it happen. We'd start here with a conversation. One drink later, he's over here. We're still here. And then before we know it, he's over here. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> what is it? That, that is the work. See, we have to understand something. If you want to be morally and spiritually alert, you better guard what comes in. You better guard what comes in. And then later you think, well, well geez, Jesus, I, I can't understand why all this is going on. I can't understand because we have not been alert. Morally and spiritually. We're not prepared. We're not sober-minded. We're not keeping in that sober-mindedness and being firm in God's word. Well, and you can justify it however you want. You guys know what I mean. we got to be careful. Being sober, free from illusion. Calm, clear judgment. Enabling someone to be of what? Self-control. Now, we're not on the issue of... Of legalizing marijuana. Everybody's got their opinion. And I'm sure all of us have opinions on whether it's medically or should be done medically or what should be done recreationally. I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt. I stand for sober mindedness. I stand on God's truth. Because I know he's telling me something. He's warning me, Jim, you have better be of sober mind all the time. Because the devil knows, he sees, and when he sees opportunity, he calls that a wounded sheep. And when he has an opportunity to come in, he will, and he will cause havoc before you know it. Months later, you think, I don't know how I got here because you did not keep sober-minded. You weren't alert morally or spiritually, free from illusion. You know that's hallucinations, all kinds. So let's go on. The last part of this verse is this. And it says here, this is 1 Peter 1.13. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Christ Jesus is revealed. Fix, fix your hope. Fix it. That's what, what is hope. Activation on faith that's come by hearing God's word. I'm standing on this because I know it's true. It's God's word. Faith is the activation. I'm doing something in this. I'm going to do what the word tells me in hope. I'm activating that. Fix it. On the grace of God. Peter, what is it? Paul says this. He says, I am nothing without. But everything about the grace of God. Right? Everything I am is based on the grace of God. He knows. He knows it. He keeps sober in that. So hope is your active expectancy that faith has revealed. I believe that. Faith revealed by the word. Your active, active expectancy. What does that look like for you today? What does that look for you? What can Jesus do to help you? I've got one last one. This one here came to me. And it's funny because I wasn't even preparing this. It's been brought up many times. Right, Carl? About God covering us. And this one here came right after. It's in the fourth chapter of Peter. What's it say? The end of all things is near. How many people believe that is coming to an end? And we're not far from it. For the hearts of men have grown cold. And what they call is right is wrong. What they want is wrong is right in God's eyes. And so it's happening right now. And so the end of things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. For the purpose of prayer. What should we do when we're sober-minded? We lead that. We're clear-minded. We should be praying. We should be actively praying. Not only that is doing Actively praying above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because what love, because love, what's it do, Carl? Love, I have to pull this back out again. I'm gonna use it for a second. Illustration number two if I'm gonna cover, what does that mean? If I'm gonna cover something up, what does that mean? Is it out of your sight? And, and if I cover it up, <laughs> does it mean it's out of your mind? What does it mean if I cover? Love covers a multitude of sin. Who's love? His love, right? His love, is it available to you? So when you are loved by God, you love others. So the same love you get, you give. So you have the ability to love like Christ loves. And God loves us. And so what's it say? The love given to you gives you the ability to cover sins now not the forgiveness but it has to be God himself right he's to forgive sin but we can forgive others right can i forgive you of something you've done absolutely so when i cover something what does that mean when i throw it over somebody can i do that robert yes just for a moment go ahead and everybody's watching you got to behave yourself so if i decide if, if he's He's done something I don't understand. I've got a choice, don't I? Sober-mindedness does this. What his word says, I need to love others. I have to love my, even my enemies. I have to love, right? So I have to choose. I have to choose what to do. I have to choose at this moment if I choose to cover with God's love or I'm going to hold the offense. Right now. Either I can get offended and say, well, yeah, I can't believe he did that. Can you believe he did that to me? That's silly. How could he do such a thing? I think he needs to leave the church. I think he needs to find another place because I can't take it any longer. I don't like him anymore. We were good friends one time. You know what he did to me? I have a choice to do that. Did that make me feel better? Sure, I got to talk about him. And then I really helped you love him too, didn't I? Yeah, so now she's got an issue. and She can even say back, you know what? He shouldn't have done that to you. That was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. It hurt my feelings. made me mad. I could kill him. I'm so mad. So, did I help anything? Did I choose to cover it with love? No, I didn't at all. I choose to do the enemy's work. I choose to divide. I choose to work for for the enemy. What I'm going to choose to do, instead of going to anybody, I'm going to choose just to cover it. Because I love Robert. What I don't understand is it's time for me to grow a little bit. What do I do with this kind of offense? I'm not going to let it happen. I'm sober-minded. The Bible tells me to love my neighbor as myself. I need to treat others as I want them to treat me. I want him to treat me with love. I'm gonna love him. I'm gonna I'm gonna decide just to cover it up.